to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. Um, happy uh, late, because um, it happened a few days ago. Happy late full moon in Virgo. Um, that was a crazy moon for me. A lot of illumination. I'm a Virgo rising, so sometimes I feel Virgo moons really hard, and I don't always enjoy that feeling, but sometimes they're great. Um, I like new moons in Virgo, I think a little better. No one cares about this. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. I hope your experience with the moon was really beautiful and gentle. Um, but my, my feeling was that it was pretty intense and fierce actually brought a lot to light. Um, this is the wild soul lesson about some aspect of the deck. And I feel very called, uh, this week, for some reason, there's been a real call in my soul to talk about boundaries and specifically unfuck with the bull boundaries, um, which is a great word. <laughs> unfuck with a bull means like can't fuck with it. Can't. And sorry, in advance, there will be cursing in this episode to those of you who are dainty about your cursing. I don't know why you're still listening to this also. Um, I'm probably never going to change. I hope I don't. I love to curse. Um, but if you're not a fan, then, uh, this might not be for you and that's okay. That's okay. Um, means that you, you can't fuck with them. They're strong. They're sturdy. Um, when we think about, uh, being unfuckwithable, we're thinking about like creating our own opportunities rather than waiting. Um, things not getting us down. It's a really powerful uh, affirmation. I'm unfuckwithable because it doesn't mean that we're closed or that we're tight or hard or, um, you know, uh, walled up. It really means like, oh, you could come through, but you're not going to fuck with me, (laughs) which is a great attitude to have with boundaries. Um, And we're going to talk about boundaries a lot on this episode, but I'm going to also reference two particular cards that I really believe are kind of the patron saints and keepers, teachers and allies of really excellent emotional, verbal and literal boundaries uh, in the tarot, which are two of swords and queen of swords. Now, for those of you who listen to like the Two of Swords holiday mini-sode, you know that I've talked about this a little bit, Um, but that episode was 10 minutes and a lot of people didn't listen to it because it was Christmas. So um, I'm bringing this back into this episode because I think it's very important because I think boundaries are important. Permission around boundaries, dialogue around boundaries is really, really important. And these two cards kind of deserve the spotlight a little bit. So I'm sorry if it's just a little disappointing to anyone who's like, oh, Lindsay talked about this, but I didn't talk about it at some length. So hopefully this will be helpful. And of course, the lesson episodes are usually, you know, around 45 minutes, sometimes a little bit less. So it's just a little kind of um, impacted or not impacted, but uh, impactful, like packing a punch, like dollop of information that you can start uh, applying to your life. So boundaries, everybody has a definition for what boundaries mean. And boundaries are a very loaded term. Um, And some people feel that um, boundaries are unkind. Some people feel like you shouldn't have boundaries. Some people feel like um, they owe it to people 
or that they will lose something if they have boundaries. A lot of us feel that way. Like if we have um, stronger boundaries or the kind of boundaries we actually want with our clients or with our family, like we'll lose their business or we'll lose their love. So there's often a lot of really big feelings around boundaries. So as we talk about this in this episode, I kind of just encourage you to let your feelings come up. And if there's discomfort or if you're like, "Ooh, I feel seen in this, damn, or like, oh, I see myself and I don't love it. Or if you feel really inspired and on fire about like, yes, boundaries, that's all great. But part of the reason that I'm sharing this is so there can just be a dialogue um, and an illumination of what boundaries mean for us. So I wanted to start with sometimes, you know, considering what boundaries aren't. So in mentioning that a lot of people think boundaries are, you know, impolite, they're unkind, they're unfair or whatever. Um, a lot of the time, uh, the people who need boundaries the most are the ones who have those big feelings about it. So we'll also talk about that too, but put really simply boundaries are sacred, um, lines of protection around our mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and energetic bodies. Not protection like we're repelling something, but boundaries help us to clarify where the property is posted on the land of our being. Where is the boundary line? Where is the line that some people are welcome across on? And where do some people need to stay on the other side of the fence? Now, there's a reason for this. And that idea of posting the property is something that I learned from Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, who I did a week-long um, training with back a couple of years ago. And she really talked about the importance of posting the property. And she talked about it in reference to something different. But it is a natural association that we can make with boundaries um, and has always struck me as being very connected to Two of Swords and Queen of Swords. So we'll talk about that. Every living person is their own um, continent, their own country. Every person is their own sacred garden. It's their, we are our own land, our own house, our own continent, our own country that all exists within us. And property lines are not only appropriate, but they are healthy and extraordinary measures of self-care that require no explanation and no apology. Most of the time, as I mentioned again, if somebody is pissed off that we have boundaries, they are struggling to enact their own boundaries. It is not because your boundaries are off or they're too harsh. If somebody has a problem with where you post their property, most likely there's something in your field, in your house that they want that you don't want to give them. And it has nothing to do with harm. It just is that um, when people don't have their own property posted, when anyone's coming and going on their land, then they get, there's a natural feeling that can ripple through us. It's like, why am I not allowed on yours? Everyone's allowed on mine. And that's the redirection that we want to try to come to when we think about boundaries. Um, your boundaries are ever changing. So boundaries are spiralic. That's a word I love to use, which means they're ever changing. They're ever evolving. They evolve through experience time based on people's behavior, based on their reactions. Our boundaries can tighten, strengthen. They can go a little further out or they can come a little tighter in. 
boundaries are different with every person. There is no one structured way to have our boundaries and to boundaries. This is the most important thing require absolutely no explanation and no apology. It is absolutely okay if someone doesn't like your boundaries. That's why they're in place. Because if someone freaks out about it, then it's like, well, the fence is definitely up there for you. And I'm glad that it's there. (laughs) Because you've just proved to me that it's not appropriate for me to have you come across my fence. Um, Having proper boundaries is essential for emotional balance and well-being. And uh, where the no apology, no explanation thing comes into mind is that sometimes words and often words are not necessary when it comes to maintaining a boundary with someone. Um, Sometimes we have boundaries with our texting, with our messaging. Sometimes we have our boundaries with certain people. Um, And it doesn't matter if everyone loves that person. If they feel unsafe to you, it's really important to enact your boundaries and not give a fuck if anyone likes it. That's a really important thing about all this work, but especially boundaries, is that they're kind of made to weed out people who respect them and people who don't. And if people don't respect your boundaries, they may not be the appropriate person to come and like live off your land and eat your crops and eat your food and like sleep in your bed and drink your milk, you know, and this is why we post the property. So there can be real clarity and safety in our lives and in going forward. Um, There are physical boundaries where we have an absolute no to some people. We don't want to see them. We don't want to talk to them. We don't want to be in the same room with them. Um, We don't want to engage with them. We don't want to fuck with them. These are all physical boundaries that are crucial and holy. And if there's a violation of the boundary, there can be a strengthening and a healing process that can happen where, um, you know, a lot of the time we can, um, it can really shift the course of our lives when physical boundaries are not honored. Um, and, uh, it usually means that there's a tightening and a deeper rigorousness in maintaining the boundary. Um, I have physical boundaries with a couple of members of my family who are not welcome. I don't want to see them. Um, and I remember one time my mother who has absolutely no respect for boundaries whatsoever. Um, I was picking up my grandmother to take her to a doctor's appointment in my, and I had gone to New Jersey to pick up my grandmother and my mother had come to the house and she kind of walked out up to my car and just stood there and like looked at me. And it was the first time we'd seen each other in years. And, um, it was a massive disrespect and violation on my boundaries and it required a lot of, and It was not anything that I worked out with my mother. My mother and I don't speak. So when physical boundaries are not honored, it is not always appropriate to work that out, that violation out with the violator. It's not always appropriate to go to that person and say, hey, you disrespected my boundaries. Sometimes it is appropriate to go, hey, inner watchdogs, if that person comes onto the property, take care of them and to just bring ourselves back into our own house and really make sure that the home is tended, that we um, caretake the part of us that felt disrespected or violated by our boundaries, not being acknowledged um, or respected. And um, it also provided excellent information for me 
about the fact that my mother was not ready for us to even talk about connecting. She was still unsafe. So sometimes boundaries being violated can provide important information. I'm not saying that it's good, but it sometimes can provide important information in circumstances like that, where you just say like, Oh wow. Like there's been no learning here. And, uh, like my body, my wants, my needs, like are not being respected by you. Um, and she knew exactly what she was doing. So it's not like it was an accident or she didn't know. She totally knew. Um, and so it just provides more information. And it also made my boundaries get stronger about going to my grandmother's house. Because if my grandmother isn't maintaining the boundary, then that space might not be safe for me either. So there's a lot of information that can come from boundaries um, being um, especially physical, but again, there's no explanation and no apology required. If it doesn't feel safe, if it doesn't feel healthy, um, we are also empowered to be very verbally proactive. If we feel our physical space is being violated, we can say, no, stop. I don't want to see you. I don't want you near me, whatever it is. We can always use that languaging even later. Um, I found that to be very helpful with, um, working through my physical abuse that sometimes like literally languaging or shouting like, no, stop is very helpful. Um, even when I'm just processing and it has nothing to do with like the actual act being happened. So we can, we can retroactively fortify boundaries by engaging in that kind of care around that particular offense. Um, emotional boundaries, um, are, again, very similar to physical, but really have to do with like contact, sometimes psychic space. We have energetic boundaries, which mean that we may not be able to be in the other person's field at all. Um, my energetic boundaries are extremely high and they are important because I am extremely psychic and intuitive and empathic and I feel everything. And when someone is sending me daggers, especially when they're trying to smile at me, I always know. And um, last year, I really got to the point where I saw that it was very important for me to block a couple of people, even former students that I'd had um, on social media because the relationship that we were in and having was unsafe. And it was uh, the, meaning the psychic boundaries were being um, violated. And I could feel... Um, a lot of arrows being directed at me. And it is appropriate sometimes to be able to say, it's not that we have to block someone because they're horrible people, but because sometimes they are horrible people, <laughs> but because that block button is there to be able to say, I'm posting the property, baby. I don't want you in my field. I don't want me in your field. I don't want you in mine. You do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. It's actually one of the most loving things we can do to be able to respect someone's process and be like, wow, you're in a place right now where you're shooting arrows um, and like there's no reason. And so you can do that, but I just am going to be in my house where the arrows can't even touch me. Um, that's okay you know, and that's, that's absolutely okay. And I share that thing about like former students, obviously they're really, is, is not a big deal with regard to that. But, um, to even say that like, there's no one that isn't worthy of a boundary. 
even when you have very strong um, sense of service and of honoring and of patience with your students or your clients where, um, you know, you're able to say like, I can hold a space for you being in contraction, in jealousy, in whatever. Um, and also, uh, I can hold a space of what I know is possible. You don't need to do that when they're in your face. You can just block. It's not a problem. You can block old friends. You can block exes. It's not a problem. Energetic boundaries are fucking important for a reason. And they're important because the back door is one of the easiest places for people to creep in. And it's always around the psychic energetic field. They can come in through thoughts. They can come in through emotions. It can be that all of a sudden we have this like little inkling to like search them, Google them, you know, do whatever. And then all of a sudden like, bam, there was an invitation waiting for us right there. When we have strong energetic boundaries, we're basically saying, I love you enough to let you do your thing. And by stating very strongly, you're over here and I'm over here and that's okay. Love to you, love to me. By saying that, you're essentially enabling them to turn the arrows back on themselves. And the more you let them do that, the more they'll start to actually do the work. If you are blocked by a boundary, if somebody puts a boundary up to you, respect it. Allow it to be there. You don't need to know the why. If there's some amends to make, you can make it. But sometimes it's better to just simply say, I respect your boundary. And it doesn't mean that I'm terrible and it doesn't mean anything. It just means like, it's okay for you to have boundaries. Boundaries are healthy. It's also okay for people to not be cool with your boundaries. They don't need to be. Usually, again, if they are not cool, that means that they're meant to be used by them. <laughs> We're meant to have them up. Um, I mentioned, you know, like Instagram, but um, uh, there are boundaries that are available to us everywhere. We can have email boundaries, text boundaries, DM boundaries, comment boundaries. We can have um, social media boundaries. We can have um, boundaries with our, you know, anywhere we want to. We do not have to do things. Often we're so operating on autopilot. We just like, again, let the doors open for anyone. We always want to be thinking about why we're doing that. Are we doing that because we feel like this is the only way to receive love? Are we doing that because we feel like if we don't, we'll lose out? Are we doing that because we want to keep control? There are all kinds of really appropriate, like super understandable reasons why we kind of deny and betray our own desire for boundaries. And here's the amazing thing. Once we tighten up the boundaries, we actually separate the wheat from the chaff. We actually separate out those who were really very vampiric against us. And, you know, this is kind of an interesting parallel to what I shared about. I have very strong boundaries with the block button on Instagram. <laughs> and if something doesn't feel right to me, I don't have to hate anyone and I don't have to feel horrified to just be like, goodbye. I just don't need to see it. And it's, you know, I, I feel very comfortable. It's not personal. I just feel very comfortable being like, you're blocked. Here's how I know that works. Because once I do it, my field feels cleaner, period. Always with that person. I've never been wrong. Um, whether that person has been really good at heart, really well-intentioned at heart, it doesn't always mean that we're meant to be in each other's fields. So it's really important, like, don't apologize. Don't doubt yourself ever. Because you will always know 
when you start to really maintain and just simply say, I'm not available for this person at my gate, not available for them in my field, and I don't want to be in their field. And it's really appropriate right now that we're not in each other's fields for multiple reasons, you know, whatever it might be. Once that starts to be upheld, we gain back all this life force. We gain back all this energy. We actually see the poison that was on the tip of the arrow that they shot at us. And for a lot of um, people, the experience of boundaries is like, stay small for me. You know, if we have boundary violators in our life, it's like, stay small for me. Stay in doubt about my intentions so that I can continue to be a vampire to you. Um, And that's all because they're confused. This isn't like to make anyone out to be evil, you know, because there are really evil people out there. But what we're really talking about is like, lost, lonely, confused, like love misdirected. And some people are real assholes. And it's really important to be really strong about that. But to say all of that, when we have really strong boundaries in the area that we really feel the call to have them, it opens us up and gives us back like 900% of what we were leaking out constantly, because we have a violator, you know, if we have like a goat, if there's a part of our fence that is like broken and a goat keeps coming in and like, you know, eating from our petunia patch or whatever, like we're spending all our fucking energy chasing that goat out of the house when we could just be like sipping an iced tea inside reading a book. You don't need to chase that goat. Fix the fence. Be really strong and firm. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about like, whoa, this is really extreme. If you're doing it, it's not extreme. It's okay. And even if your boundaries are extreme, for those of us who've had trauma and hypervigilance, and especially those of us who shine really brightly, are very generous and very gifted, we have, there is a natural connection, unfortunately, to people who are very threatened by that. And I know everyone listening to this shines really brightly, is really beautiful, and is really special. So it's important to understand, like, that's worthy of being protected. Your land is your land. You need, you don't need to make any apologies for it. And if there is a belief about boundaries, like they're unkind, they're unhealthy, people should break them for you. You got to get your shit in gear with love. You know, you got to start thinking about why that is. And if there is kind of a resentment about people who honor their own boundaries, um, look at how you don't honor yours. Because that's usually a really strong indicator that there's a desire for that person to break their boundaries just like you. So it's just more to think about with that. How did two uh, two of swords and queen of swords come into all of this? They are the keeper of unfuckwithable boundaries. And queen of swords is the embodiment of the gate. It's not just about like, oh, the keeper of boundaries, like, Queen of Swords is the gate. It is an essence and an aura and an embodiment that exists within us that you don't fuck with. And when you're connected with Queen of Swords energy within you, there is a connection and an intersection of water and air, of deep emotional psychic knowing, intuitive knowing, intuitive intelligence, and ability to communicate ability to perceive, ability to understand. So Queen of Swords has the gifts of psychicness and intellect. She's very, very smart. 
and very, very intuitive and can put two and two together very easily. And when we are embodied and asked to kind of come into our queen of swordsness, we are being asked to post the property. As Dr. Estes says, we are being asked to be the gate, be the property line, to be able to embody that. Where do we have leaks? Where is there an issue somewhere? Where can we plug that, repair it, fix the fence? Because Queen of Swords is connected to water, there is often a lot of difficulty that comes with feeling her because maintaining boundaries is really fucking hard. It's painful, it's difficult, it's ultimately wonderful, but it takes everything we've got to maintain them, especially if we are in a position where lots of people around us are violating them. It's very hard to come to a place where we say, actually, no. I don't want to see you. Actually, no, I, you know, I'm not um, texting anymore with, with clients. You know, you'll have to email. Like, it's a very big, strong decision. Um, every single time I've strengthened my boundaries in some way, I have lots of people leave because they're pissed off that I'm um, maintaining deeper care of myself. And I always have like triple fold people coming in who really love that boundary. So that's the thing that Queen of Swords helps to elevate us to, is that we often talk about boundaries as being like keeping people out, keep it, you know, clearing all this shit. But that's not really all that, that story doesn't stop there. We maintain and hold strong boundaries so that we can open the gates to the flood of people who say, hey, your gate matches my gate. Wow. You have all this energy, all this connection, all this sovereignty, all this self-respect. I do too. Cool. Like, I'm glad we found each other. Because if we're busy running around chasing the goats that are flying into, and goats are so cute, but if we're running around chasing something that keep, you know, if we're continuing to just deal with the broken fence, we're going to miss people who actually come to the gate with gifts and invitations. So Queen of Swords holds the space for that. She says, I will be the gate for you. I will give you the words. I will give you the embodiment. I will give you the energetic embodiment of proper, clean, unfuckwithable boundaries where you don't apologize, where people do not fuck with you, where um, there is no explanation required. You don't need to feel bad for anybody. I've got you. And if you can hang out with me, Queen of Swords, I will bring all these people to your garden gate that can actually find you because you'll be in peace. You'll be in yourself. You'll be in your center. Queen of Swords is also deeply connected to energetic boundaries. So like kind of sealing the aura, protecting us and making sure that we're not leaking anywhere, that no one's piercing the field. Um, and that is something that we can, there are many, many ways to do this. Like we can literally just sit down at our altar and say, I desire to seal my aura for the day, be in my own energy, connect with those that are only in highest and best for me. We can also do the violet flame meditation, which if you want to know how to do that, you can just Google it. There's also a blue flame meditation. Like everybody does works with completely different things. Everybody has different tools that they work with. Some people work with no tools. Some people use no exercises. Um, but it's really, really important to find some way every day to make a ritual out of honoring and starting the day with clearing out what isn't yours and stepping into what is. And the more that we can do that, the more powerful, aligned, and in alignment 
our life will be. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that there has never been a time when I haven't needed to honor my boundaries where I haven't been completely supported by spirit in doing it. So for example, when my emails got insane and way too much for me to handle, my guide sent me the miracle in the form of my um, project coordinator and assistant Iris, who many people listening to this have probably spoken to. Um, and Iris is nourished by the ability to caretake and hold the space behind the scenes. And there's this beautiful mutual respect and, and passion and appreciation and gratitude between she and I for the gifts that we play in each other's lives. And that's the beauty of boundaries is like, if you need someone to help maintain your emails and you take the leap and you trust that you will make the money to pay that person. And then they will be nourished by your investment. We get a little offline when we think, well, I can't do that. I don't have enough for that. There's always trade. There's always, there's always something because for a little while I traded too. So, you know, when I needed help with emails, so there's always an opportunity to get the support we need. And that can change shape over time. The more we do our work, the more we trust, it can always be evolving. That's the whole point. Our boundaries are always evolving. So Queen of Swords is the gate. And when we want to kind of be in that energy, I find like a beautiful way to seal the aura is to call on her or to call on them. Um, because Queen of Swords will just kind of clear it all. will just kind of take care of that for you and will uh, do the work for you so you don't even like need to speak what you need. I have found it's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, and when a boundary is violated, I find that Queen of Swords, um, even if that person didn't mean to violate it, um, comes through with exactly what I need to say in the moment. And sometimes when we're really new at honoring our boundaries, Queen of Swords can come through and we can feel really frightened by her intensity and we can doubt it. You know, if we maintain a boundary and we think like, oh, that person wasn't so bad. I feel so sorry. Like, you know, because a lot of grief can come up with boundaries because if we, um, especially if we grew up with parents who um, saw our boundaries as being evidence of like, we didn't love them enough. There can be a lot of grief in maintaining, um, boundaries, especially if we have like manipulators in the family or in our lives or guilt trippers, like fuck them. Don't listen. You know, it's not the truth. You're allowed to do whatever they, you want. And it's their problem if they don't like it, you know, it's not your problem at all. And what does two of swords have to do with it? So, Two of Swords is probably one of the most misunderstood cards of the tarot, and I have a lot of passion about setting the record straight, <laughs> with all due respect. Um, Two of Swords is thought pretty universally as a card of being kind of like shut off and closed, and it literally could not be further from that. It is one of the most important cards around the idea of emotional processing and boundaries. It is a crucial invitation and one that because of our culture and because of the way that people look at proper boundaries as being, um, like mean, there has been this kind of like overlay on this card that if we're closed off, then we're in some way being rude or untouchable or we can't, you know, we're, we're all closed. And that's not true. Everything about the image in Two of Swords suggests a full-hearted openness. The body of that woman is completely open. 
However, she is boundaried. And there's a lot to talk about there. So Two of Swords has been kind of robbed. We've been kind of robbed of its power. And it's been the same thing with the Emperor for years, for decades, with these two cards. Because the Emperor was relegated and like completely just put in the most horrible, violent cage of like toxic masculinity when it has nothing to do with that. And Two of Swords has been relegated to like this energy that's like, well, you know, you should open up and, you know, whatever. And that's not true. Um, Two of Swords teaches us about emotional honoring and emotional energetic boundaries and how to process and come to our truth in the midst of big emotion. It actually has kind of a mindfulness practice imbued in it, if you really look at it. Um, this woman has brought herself to the edge of the river. Whenever we see in the Smith Rider Waite or the Rider Waite, whenever we see water, whenever we see rivers, and they are present in swords and wands cards, like if you really look, there's a lot of water in the swords because water represents... Um, a crossing of some kind, a change. We're going over, we're going from one piece of land to another, or it's a representative of something clearing, something changing. So the presence of water in the two of cups, uh, or, sorry, in the two of swords is really important because it shows us that there's an emotional element to it. In some decks, this water's choppy and in other decks, it's really smooth. So when we look at the water, we want to think like those are, representative of the waters within what are our emotions like she has gone to the water to calm herself she's gone to the water to remind herself of what she is on this beautiful moon on this like under the light of the moon and an experience of being very connected to lunar energy there's very uh, strong high priestess energy in this too this this being in two of cups is returning to the waters of self to connect with their lunar knowing, to connect with their intuitive knowing. And that's what we are called to do when our boundaries are violated or when someone says something that really hurts us or triggers us. Um, the first thing to do sometimes is to take space and come back home to the self. And if we look at the symbolism of the eyes being blindfolded and the swords crossed, this isn't someone who's cut off. This is somebody who is blindfolding the seeing eyes to drop into the inner eye and someone who is using the power and the energy of the mind, the mental state to create a safe barrier between herself and the outside world so that it's just her with the water at her back. This is boundaries in action. This is somebody making a comment about your weight or the fact that you're still single at a holiday party, like your fucking stupid uncle, and you excusing yourself after saying that was really rude. You excusing yourself and going outside into the cold air and just really like letting your feet hit the floor, maybe letting the tears flow and clearing out the poison of that person. We're coming back home to ourselves. It's good mental care. It's good um, psychological hygiene, this card. And it is the ultimate boundary keeper because it really is like, I don't need to be on your time. If you hurt me or if I'm feeling hurt or if I'm feeling a need to drop in, I don't need to rush it for you. You can think I'm being closed off. That's cool. 
I don't need to be present for you. It's another form of emotional, um, kind of abuse and manipulation is like people needing us to clarify our emotional reactions immediately or to have an immediate response. We don't owe that. We're not owed that. We don't, we don't owe that to anybody. We are always empowered to pause and to be able to say, before I speak, before I understand for my next step, I can come back home to the self. I want to come back home to the self. Um, that is one of the most powerful things we can do if we're going to talk about unfuckwithable boundaries. Um, and these two cards can help. Queen of Swords spans the gamut from physical, intellectual, verbal, emotional, energetic boundaries because she makes us the gate. She makes us the keeper of the gate and exists as keeper of the gate. So we don't even need to say anything. We're just exuding like, do not fuck with this. Do not cross this line. Do not come on my land unless you're invited. Two of Swords allows us to properly process our feelings and come back to ourselves so that when we make choices and decisions, we're not cutting everybody out. We're keeping the heart super open. We're keeping ourselves really open to our feelings and we're prioritizing not what other people want, but what we want, our truth. Like all of that is so important with these two cards. So how you can begin to work with them more fully is you can literally put them on your altar. And now that you've really heard what they can be in this definition, your relationship with them can be really shifted and transformed. And every time they come up, you can consider for yourself. You don't ever have to consider when these two cards come up like, oh no, this means I'm violating my boundaries or someone's violating my boundaries. That's not true. If one of these cards comes up, we're just asking to really maintain that sacred space, to give ourselves that space. Um, it's not always about crisis either. It can be so smooth working with these cards and can really be an invitation to just say something really simple and then be in our peace about it. So, um, that is one of the most powerful things that we can do in working with these two cards. And I think that um, unfuckwithable boundaries doesn't mean people don't try to fuck with them. It means that we maintain them and that it's not a problem. We can just simply block. We can say, no, thank you. We can say, I'm not available for that. Sorry, Charlie. Um, and we can keep our boundaries very high and strong, but we don't need to get wigged out when they're violated. I mean, of course, we're allowed to have our feelings 100%, but we don't need to question ourselves. We don't need to question anything. We can just recenter, re-strengthen, re-nourish, and come back home. Two of Swords really teaches us the power of um, unapologetic emotional, mental, psychic care, the return back to the center in the midst of being shaken up. Queen of, Queen of Swords really teaches us how to be the gatekeepers to our own property. Um, and I encourage anyone listening to this, do boundary work with yourself. You don't need a teacher for it. I, you just don't. <laughs> like, you don't need books. You can just do it. You can just feel into, like, pay attention to your body. What happens to you when, you know, certain people text you, when certain people want your time, when certain people want your attention, when, um, 
certain things are not honored in your life when your in-law, when your spouse, when, you know, whatever it is, you can have boundaries with everybody. It's really important to have boundaries. Boundaries are healthy. They are a loving extension of us being in co-creative relationship with the people that we love and the people that we don't love. And it's very important to keep that really strong and high and just not make apologies for it. I hope this was helpful. And, um, I encourage you, everyone listening to this to really build that strong fence around your sacred space, because this is your body and all of the gifts and the nourishment and the energy that can come into your body when there is space made is life-changing. And I highly encourage you to tighten your boundaries, um, this month or whenever you hear it, really take a look at how you can strengthen those boundaries, um, and know that these two cards are here for you as fierce allies as allies who will not let you falter, as allies who will remind you, hey, I don't know if this is in your highest and best, boo. Can you drop in before you answer the door for that person? I don't know about that. So you can call on them anytime you want to help strengthen your connection, not only with those cards, but with your unfuckwithable boundaries. And I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode or you like the podcast, please consider us giving a five. Please consider giving us a five star review on iTunes or subscribing. Your subscribes and your ratings help us. Please share it. We love to see when you share. Um, and check out my Instagram at Wild Soul Healing um, for a little meme that I made to go along with this episode. If you like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You'll really appreciate it. And also, um, just as like I should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but um, I'm doing uh, right now up until the enrollment of my course ends weekly tarot Q and A's where you can ask me any tarot questions or. Um, questions about the course. And, um, I did a very big, uh, tarot Q and a, a couple days ago, and all those stories are kind of up in my Instagram highlights. So if you've had a question and you want to kind of listen to my answers, you can do that. And, um, just so you know, that will be happening next week and, uh, you should follow me on Instagram to see when I'm not sure when, cause I'll be traveling, but, um, yeah, I really look forward to doing more. Uh, love all of you. Be well, and I'll see you next week.